Welcome back to Natural Gas World's weekly overview of the news in the global gas industry with me, Joseph Murphy. OPEC Plus members have reached a compromise on production policy next year um, after another round of talks on December 3rd. The group will ease back their cuts by half a million barrels per day in January. Some members reportedly rushed and the UAE were pushing for a bigger production increase, while others like Saudi Arabia wanted current cuts to remain in place for longer. OPEC Plus will review its policy on a monthly basis next year and could bring back as much as a further half a million barrels per day in February and the same amount in March. The deal gives the group some flexibility to adjust production levels according to progress with vaccinations, which should hopefully speed up the oil market recovery. What this week's compromise means is that even though cracks might be growing in the producers' alliance, all major players for now are eager to avoid the, a repeat of the price war seen in March and April. What does all of this mean for gas? Well, in the US and in some other key oil-producing nations, curtailments in oil supply this year because of low prices also led to sizable reductions in associated gas production. Higher prices, thanks to OPEC plus actions and recovering demand, mean more of this supply potentially coming back on stream. Because of oil indexation in some gas supply contracts, changing oil prices now will also have an impact on gas prices later. In other news, German maritime authorities have revealed that construction of Russia's delayed Nord Stream 2 project will resume on December 5th, after stopping around a year ago. Nord Stream 2's construction grounded to a halt at the end of uh, 2019 after the US slapped sanctions on the project, threatening to punish companies providing pipelaying vessels, and this forced Swiss contractor Allseas to withdraw. Russia intends to use its own vessels to finish the job, but is yet to confirm which ones. However, the consensus is that it will use Academic Chersky, an originally Chinese-built vessel that Gazprom bought several years ago as a contingency plan for Nord Stream 2. Russian shipping records state that it is now owned by a Russian entity called Samara Thermal Power Foundation. Gazprom likely ceded control of the vessel to protect itself from potential further US sanctions. Over in Egypt, Italy's Eni has reached deals with Spain's Natagi and its Egyptian partners that could pave the way for the restart of Egypt's Damietta LNG export terminal after eight years of the facility being idle. This is a major boon for ga Egypt's gas industry, which now has excess supply, thanks to the launch of the offshore Zor field in 2017. Damietta is capable of exporting 5 million tonnes per year of LNG, but was made idle in 2012 because at the time Egypt did not have enough gas to meet its domestic needs. This led to a long-running legal dispute with the project's owners. Under the agreements, Natagi will cede its 40% interest in the project to any and Egyptian natural gas holding and receive $600 million in return. Once the deals are finalized, any will have half the project, while Egyptian natural gas holding will have 40% and Egyptian General Petroleum Corp 10%. Any says it expects Damiet LNG to restart in the first quarter of 2021. Egyptian LNG exports have weakened considerably this year, despite a growth in the country's gas production. This is because the country's only currently functional LNG plant, the 7.2 million ton per year Idku LNG facility, relies mostly on spot sales. The coronavirus pandemic and resulting slump in gas demand has left the terminal unable to shift its cargoes. The global market is recovering now, however, and in late October, Idku sold its first cargo in three months. The market should hopefully rebound further by the time Damietta LNG is working in full swing. Lastly for today, US major ExxonMobil warned on November 30th that it expected to take an after-tax impairment of between $17 and $20 billion in Q4 
on several undeveloped natural gas assets. This follows its decision to fit, shift its focus to nearer-term priorities in Guyana, the US Permian, and Brazil. The projects to be removed from its future development plans include certain dry gas assets in the Appalachian Basin, the Rocky Mountain Basin, and in Oklahoma, Texas, Louisiana, and Arkansas in the US, and in Western Canada and in Argentina. This has been Natural Gas World's weekly overview of the news in the global gas industry with me, Joseph Murphy. Thank you and see you next time.